Gastro traveling, motherfucker. Welcome to another episode of Gastro Traveling. We are here in the flesh. Rob's here. Hey. Angel's here already on the table. We didn't even get an interview or an interview. An introduction. An introduction Rob for his down. ass. That's fine. I'm not I'm not saying I'm just saying it's a little different. Rob's sit down. <laughs> How are you boys doing today? Pretty I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? Terrible. It's winter in Florida, Terrible. baby. Sure. Yeah, you look like you're fucking about to shovel some goddamn snow. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm unruly. You up look here. like you're from the Maxwell Big Move. You know, the I'm movie? unruly up here, so I went with like kind of just like streetwear, like yeah. not too nice, but kind of like. I mean, you look good. Thank you. Sir. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying you think you're ready for like a snowstorm, a blizzard. I thought. Well, this Puerto Ricans can't handle the cold. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll ask our second. I'm in shorts right now. This man's fucking bundled up for yeah, yeah, I'm not from New York, the bro. long I'm winter. Like, I come straight from the island, so it's heat or they don't no got, heat. They don't got snow there. No. True. It's really hot or just hot? We just got shaved guys. <laughs> That's as close as thing we'll get to snow. So, so, so. <laughs> We're here to talk about Daft Punk, Discovery. We got an interview coming up with DJ Elefunk from Love TikTok it. we met I met him on TikTok he's a great guy he's very knowledgeable I'm excited for you guys to listen to it but before we get into that we uh are diving in to the meal that chef angel I give you that title because I love you thank you chef angel what did you make for us today I made actually a little sweet thing little sweet little thing sweet thing I had a couple sweet of those. so so here you go oh speak for love oh you're going you're going to hand it to me like this yeah you wait you want me to feed you no 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 rob you're having some right He's got some. No, I got my own plate out there. All right. So what? What did you put in front of me? Because this looks like some sort of. So okay, I don't. Even I'm know. pretty Just sure you. It's so in the Discovery album. Yes. You know it's black and it's got like the afterglow. It's yeah. kind of colors. It kind of looks like. But it's the whole music video. Come. Excuse me. What the fuck? What did you just say? <laughs> fuck. No, there's no, there's no, it's all, it's just black in colors and, oh, you're talking about the liquid, how it looks like it says Daft Punk and it's kind of like, oh, you're saying Daft Punk is written kind of sploogy. Yes. Okay. Okay. Moving on. So this album. Y'all fucked. Please. Continue. So it's um, kind of my interpretation of the colors of the music video kind of, so to speak. It's very colorful, very I feel like sweet listen to it, but when I watch the, the the video component, it's very sad. Yeah. But this is pretty much, I try to incorporate as much colors as I could. So let me, go ahead. I was going to paint a picture for the audio listeners. It is a, uh, there's a yellow. Mango puree. Mango puree at the bottom. Okay. We got fucking blackberries, black, blackberries on yes. the sides, cream on the side. Yes. And then we got like these Buckets of bread. I want three puff pastry shooters. <laughs> one with um. So the blueberry is like uh, rum vanilla. Fuck yeah! They're, so they're kind of like cooked in rum vanilla. The strawberries are pretty much tossed in red sugar that I found in Rob's pantry. I just wanted to make them as red as possible. Okay. Yeah, you have red sugar up I there. Have red sugar. You is have like, red sugar. Is red okay. sugar like anything like brown sugar? No, nah. it just died. It sounds evil. It's just sugar, confecting the sugar, and oh, red number oh, oh, 36. Yeah. And, and then the kiwis I kept straight. And that's pretty much it. I just wanted to keep it like, so with Daft Punk, that um, Discovery being kind of an, exper- up. an experimental kind of album, I wanted to experiment with some like dessert ideas. Oh my fuck. Oh my God. This is so good. I don't really usually fuck with like fruit in my, in my desserts. Yeah. 
But this shit is fire. Put so. a little bit of cream on each one. Yeah. Just like, Which one should I go? I'm going to go with the kiwi one first. Perfect. Okay. Angel. So what... Um. And I, I know you said it's like kind of sweet, so it's kind of like romantic in a way. You're marrying all these different flavors and they're textures. Talking about, well, um, there's a lot of like, there's a little bit of romance in the music video yeah. that you both didn't watch. We're watching right now. Okay. I don't know why I'm so upset about it. It's okay. I just wanted to talk about it as soon as you guys like, I just talking came. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I think that's what it was. But nice. Now, what do you think? Oh my God. Brace. Definitely finish it off here. It looks messy as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you got a little. I got cum all over me. Yep, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. I was Rob. Watch what he says because I'm like, tell him to. I want to try a different one. I try the cute one. No, you try, try that one. one. Try that one. So you get a little mango in there too. Little mango, little cream, little. It's like watching someone who's never done anything with a spoon ever. That's every episode. Keep going. You guys always make fun of me because <laughs> God damn it. It's every time. You, you get it everywhere. That's why I volunteered to feed you this time. Just keep going. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, done. just I'm eat. A, I'm, I lost my appetite. Just eat the food. <laughs> <laughs> damn, that crunch though. All right, let's hurry up and then this. You get the rum? You get the little rum action? I thought it was whiskey. That's what it was. It's whiskey. Vanilla whiskey. Vanilla whiskey. Vanilla bean whiskey. Oh my god! Wait, is that like a, it's too tart or what's it's going? It's so on? fucking good. Oh, I was confused. Holy shit! What is this red shit? That's strawberries with uh, red uh, tossed in red sugar. It's like sprinkle sugar almost. God. Yeah, melted right. down. So the food is amazing. The dessert is amazing. That you made. I know you love Daft Punk. Tell me a little bit about Daft Punk in your world. In my world, they are the forefathers of electronic music they've inspired most of the well there's a lot of forefathers and you know like there's you know like the four horsemen i feel yeah. like i'll put daft punk at the top dj tiesto and some other DJ, but still like they pretty much dj Khaled. <laughs> but they've molded like edm into like it's wild like what they've done to the you know and even in, i feel like at the what is it kanye the best sample ever that kanye West ever is we didn't even talk about that later yeah, no, we didn't. We talked about Kanye talk about? and Daft Punk no. in this episode, but not the sample. We didn't talk about that's how the best sample that he's ever. That's, art, make it that's why that song's my favorite song, and that's like the segue between mm-hmm. Kanye West and Daft Punk, and, and that's a, how I got into Daft Punk. It's overplayed that song. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like I, I try not to play it. It's my yeah. favorite song, but I won't listen to it. Yeah, that often. I respect it. Yeah. All right, Angel, I love you. This is amazing, Rob. I yes. love you. Love you too. Um. See you on the other side of this. Uh, we'll 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 be right back with Gastel traveling and our guest, DJ Elephant. When you say that, I feel like you should be like da, da, da. You know air horns. Yeah, for some reason, when he says DJ, I'm like, all right, we'll be right back. Uh, welcome to the episode. This is Gastel traveling. We're already going. Let's go. This is uh, who are you first before we do? <laughs> I'm DJ. I'm the and I uh, I run the Crunchy Beat on TikTok. I uh, I have the Crunchy Beat blog and. Uh, you can call me DJ. Perfect. I knew that, but that was for the audience. Um, yeah, so what were you saying? I'm so sorry for interrupting, but we're starting the show now. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Here, actually, real quick, I'm going to close my door real quick. Perfect. You're good. Sure. I thought you were already recording. That oh, I told my, you bad, my bad. Uh, Gastro traveling. Here's the thing. <coughs> All right. What were we talking about? I'm so sorry. I'm so rude. I'm going to do this real quick, too, because I realize I'm blocking. Ah. <laughs> Bro, I love the background. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It used to be my whiteboard. 
and I realized it was like super, like if you go early in my TikTok like videos, I used my whiteboard as a background, mm. but it felt really two dimensional. Yeah. Have like that kind of like it didn't feel as artistic as I like to think and talk. So I was like, I gotta like zhuzh it up a little bit. So, but yeah, so um, I I built this little this little John back here uh, a few months ago, and it's it's been it's been cool. cool just kind of talking about what I have on the wall, and people always point it out, and I've had people like follow me just because like they're like, oh, like Deep Pool, like I love that album, like you got my follow just because of that one. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. No, that's how I followed you because you had a Charles Bradley. You had changes by yeah. Charles Bradley on your wall. Yeah, like, man. God damn, this guy knows. He knows the shit. shit. Yep. So yeah, um, the screaming eagle of soul is just oh fuck yeah. I, that was actually I was debating between you asked me what albums I wanted to do. That was one of the ones I was debating because Charles is just one of the most unbelievable human beings. Like if you if you know anything about his story, it is yeah. Yeah. tragic. His yeah. life has been nothing but tragedy. But that man has managed to take that tragedy and turn it into some of the most beautiful art I have ever heard in my life. And if Absolutely. anybody in this world has a has a reason to be a dick to everybody, Charles <laughs> <laughs> Bradley. Yeah. Instead, you hear about him doing shows and and getting off stage and just hugging everybody he can get his hands on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People like his manager had to like pull him away at Daptone. His manager had to like pull him away because he was like, "We gotta go, Charles." Like we got other. Just Charles is is like my personal hero of mine. So yeah, awesome. I'm really we glad like that album. We did an episode on changes of, of yeah. for our show, yeah. and uh, if you listen to it, I get very passionate about it. And I have um, I don't know how you feel, but I hate they used um changes for uh big mouth i don't like that they oh do that. yeah um i and i go on a rant and i say fuck nick kroll and all that stuff, so <laughs> yeah. yeah it's big it's a long rant really like nick kroll and like the kroll family and stuff they have a lot of like very um questionable ties in hollywood so like oh. the krolls and like i like nick kroll as rodney ruxin in the league sure Ex- pretty much sure. everything outside of that I'm like this, like someone please shut Nick Kroll up. (laughs) Holy fuck. But yeah, I do have a, that really bugs me when, when you hear, like, I didn't like Big Mouth at all. So fortunately that will never be tainted for me personally, but there are many instances where I've had songs that I absolutely adored. And then I heard them on like a Honda commercial and I wanted to throw my TV out the window, Mm. you know, actually with that album right there with, with, Current. Speaking of fucking hot commercials, there was like a car commercial where that album was used, and like now, like I still love that album. Don't get me wrong; it's a great album. But I just there are certain points in that album where I'm like, damn, I kind of want to go talk to my local dealership and see if you know I could, you know, <laughs> my car. And I'm like, fucking damn it! Like I just hate <laughs> commercialism kind of seeps into art because I think it kind of takes away from yeah. the art itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. Like uh, my favorite example is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Sure, like, that's everybody's number one. Like you know, Fantano says it best. He's always you know, it's not a ten out of ten album, and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. I think the best album by Kanye is uh, Life of Pablo. Okay, the, okay. The reason being is because I think that there is the the thing about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is that it gets it gets used everywhere in pop culture, in movies, oh, yeah. in TV, and commercials, and you hear it everywhere. And it's almost like it's it's 
such a successful album that it kind of takes away from the creativity and the artist, you know, side of it. Where yep. I think that Life of Pablo, while it does have that essence of pop culture and gets used in places and stuff, I still feel that raw artist talent. And I feel and I can hear the absolute fucking crazy of Kanye on that album way better than I can hear it on pretty much any other work that he's ever done. Yeah, so, I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah, Dark Fantasy is very polished and and it's, Super polished. it's so yeah. perfect and it's his masterpiece. But I think you're right when Pablo is like his it's true to him and who he is and his mm-hmm. crazy mind, his crazy genius mind. Yeah, absolutely. I think polish is a good word for it. Cause I'm not saying that that album is dog water. Like yeah. it's a good album. It's one of his best. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I just, it just feels, <clears throat> it feels the same way. I feel the same way when I listen to that album, when I go to like Orlando as a city, you know, so it's, funny. Just, it's just Disney everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And we are like, this is fun. Like I get it. Like, but why do I feel weird right now? This feels yeah. like, I feel like someone's trying to convince me of something that I don't want to be convinced of. And I, I, it feels like a, almost like a wizard of Oz situation. Like okay. who's behind that fucking curtain over there. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just feels sus to me and I don't like it. I don't trust it. <laughs> no, I, yeah. It's I like totally too, agree yeah. with you. I, I, that's the best way to put it, I think. It's really like. funny you mentioned Orlando. We're like an hour and a half yeah. east of Orlando yeah. right now. So, oh, no. Yeah. Fuck Orlando. I hate Orlando. Yeah, no, we talk about it all the time. It's yeah, like, I, live in, I live in College Park for... for oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we're, in, uh, we're in we're in Port Orange. Yeah. If you know oh, that. heck yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's get into uh, Discovery and... Yeah, the, and yeah, well, hold up, hold up. First, French is there... What? We can plug it now and then plug oh, later. Yeah. Let's plug your stuff. Let's yeah. how do we find you. How do we, you know, any projects well, or whatever? Yeah, for sure. So on TikTok, you can find me at the Crunchy Beat. Uh, that's the best place to find my main source of content right now. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, I have two accounts on Instagram. I have at Crunchy Beat of the Day mm-hmm. and at the Crunchy Beat as well. I'm more active on my Crunchy Beat of the Day account on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Simply just because that's that's just where I pretty much abandoned Instagram for TikTok for the most part, but I still see the utility of Instagram. So what I do is I just kind of repurpose some of my crunchy beat of the day content just there. So it's specifically just that content on Instagram, which is kind of where it all started. But other than that, I don't have Twitter. I don't like Twitter. I'll probably end up getting on Twitter eventually. Yeah. Um, thinking about starting a Discord that's kind of in the works right now as well. But okay. now you can find me on TikTok and you can find me on Instagram. Okay. Sweet. Very cool. Find that man. He's yeah. That's dope shit. Uh, so we're we ready to talk about. Yeah. No, we're we ready good? for Daft Punk. Okay. Yeah, no, so I just da- wanted to plug it. Daft Punk Discovery. Yes. Um, okay. Before that, I had a qu- I have a question. How did you come up with uh, DJ Elefunk? <laughs> where, 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 where is that from you did your fucking homework <laughs> uh, okay so um when i like growing up you know i i loved music and stuff and i was kind of like dabbled in musicianship and and here and there but i played sports in high school so i didn't really put the time in it that i really wanted to but when i got to college um I didn't, I wasn't playing sports anymore. You know, I I had a lot of free time and I realized, Oh, cool. I can just totally immerse myself in music. And so we would have these parties where it was just kind of, who's got the ox cord kind of thing. You know, they weren't really like music show. It wasn't like a show per se. And who's got the ox slowly turned into give the ox to DJ. Like that guy, 
fucking know. So like I would walk into a party and that they just, it got to a point where I was just on my laptop and I had it plugged into the aux cord. And I just had like 40 YouTube windows open. <laughs> I was YouTube DJ. And um, so like that kind of like started to, I started to get the nickname. D- my name is actually DJ too. So like okay. my, 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 my name is Damon Joseph. And so like my family just calls me DJ uh, because I'm Damon the fourth and just, it's just easier. Yeah. Yeah. And so the nickname started to, you know, Oh, DJ should DJ, you know? And I thought, well, why, why the fuck not? Sure. So I bought like this shitty little tractor S2 like fucking, you know, native instruments. And I just started mixing in my room. Um, and people would just come and just kick it with me. They just wanted to hear me like practice. Cause they, I was a terrible DJ at the time cause I was new, but I still had, you know, good tunes. And so yeah. people would just come by and just chat and play around and, you know, partake in some stuff and you know and <laughs> that was code word right there yeah yeah <laughs> have, a little, have a good old good old pair you're in, yeah. you're, in, you're in colorado colorado right yeah i'm in denver yeah so okay i i love it here man but uh yeah, yeah so that eventually turned into me djing parties like like our actual parties instead of oh. like instead of doing the oxcord i would just be like hey i got this fucking shitty board like let's do yeah something. And so I started playing and I got a little recognition around my college town and people started to know me and they were, they like, they were like, what the fuck do we call you? And so during a, um, during a little trip of mine, I took, I just started listening to music and stuff and we're rapping with my boys and just kind of like, what should we call it? Whatever. And it just hit me like a flash of lightning. I started calling myself Ella Funkadelic. Okay. Hell Yeah. Because I was a huge Funkadelic fan. I love that whole era of P-Funk and that whole genre of music. Like, it's just music to my soul. Like, I'm a big disco and funk guy, which is okay. exactly why, like, Daft Punk is such a huge influence on me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to the University of Alabama, and their mascot is an elephant. Yeah. And so I was like, how can I, like, target my college town, but also take advantage of you know, a cool name and just kind of be able to have this like unique channel. And so I was like, I'll do it. I'll go by Ella Funkadelic. And so I went by Ella Funkadelic for a little while and I started DJing more. I started playing fraternity parties and local venues and stuff. And a company reached out to me uh, called Campus DJ. And when Campus DJ reached out to me, they were basically looking for the youngest or the, the best collegiate undergraduate DJ in the country. And they were like, Hey, we want you. We heard about you. We want you in this competition. And I won. I won the competition for wow. the University of Alabama. Yeah. So I was I was crowned the number one DJ in the, in Tuscaloosa, which is kind of like being the tallest short person. But you know, <laughs> still, you know, still was you know, it was cool. And I had a buddy of mine reach out, and he was he's someone I trust like creatively. Uh-huh. So you got to have those people, you know, that that are muses almost. And so I, I hit my buddy up, and he was talking to me, and just you know, he's like, "Hey, congratulations!" And all this stuff, and he goes but don't you think your name is a little long? And I was like, no, man, I, I fucking love my name. Like, hello, Funkadelic, like, it's dope. You know, like, the search engine optimization is perfect. Like, it's the first Google pop. I was, like, thinking all this way. And he goes, yeah, but, like, how many syllables is that? And I was like, hello, Funkadelic. I was like, a six. I was like, and he goes, how many times on a festival headliner do you see a, a name with six syllables? That's true, yeah. Damn. Like, yeah. Damn. He's right. He goes, how, how am I going to chant Ella Funkadelic? That's dumb as hell. And I was like, <laughs> 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 you can't chant it. That's a hard one. Like, 
you can't encore like hello funkadelic like it just doesn't work you sound like hooked on phonics and so yeah. <laughs> so i was like okay so let's shorten it so i just decided to shorten it to elephant and that name kind of stuck and that's kind of where it went from there and i've just always been elephant since then and i've done you know there's been a lot of shit since then that's for sure but that's the long version of, of where the elephant name came from. That's for sure. But, I yeah. was not expecting that dope of an answer. No, I really that like that. Really I like the whole story. Cool as fuck. Damn. What you got? Um, so to get into uh, Daft Punk, how did you discover discovery? Like, was there a moment in time where you like, Oh shit, this is fucking amazing. Uh-huh. I was, it was in middle school. <clears throat> okay. I've always had a very, um, I've always had a very eclectic taste in music just across the board. Mm. And like, I remember I was in the basement of my house and I was playing Xbox with my little brother. And this was back in like the, the modern warfare, like two days. And so those then, were like, evil yeah, days. One of, one of, <laughs> nope. the OG Xbox. Live oh. Talking yeah. shit all fucking. Yeah. Yeah, bro, dude, fucking those lobbies, those <laughs> lobbies were dangerous, dude. You were coming out of there unscathed. You had to learn to, to take a hit and throw a hit in those lobbies. Oh, yeah. And, like, I remember we were sitting there, we were playing COD, and one more time came on. And I stopped everything. I was like, the fuck is that shit? Like, and I yeah. turned around, and, you know, it just starts off, like, and that's the first song on the album, too. And it's such an iconic song and I had never heard it before. And I was like 13 years old. And I just was like, I just stopped everything. And I was like, Ju- my little brother's name is Justin. I was like, Justin, who the fuck is this? And he's like, I don't know. It's on Pandora radio. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was Daft Punk one more time. And I was like, whoa. And that was also a real introduction to electronic music for me as well. Like up to that point, the only like real electronic music that I remember listening to is like, I'm blue by Eiffel 65, you know, like that was my, that was the scope of my electronic music at that time. And so yep. this was just like earth shattering to me. Like it just completely opened up every single Avenue of music. And that, that song took me to that album, of course, top to bottom that like that, <laughs> then that took me to the other works of theirs, you know, their whole fucking album and disc- discography at the time, which was pretty, sh- which is pretty small at the time. Cause it was still early on. Like mm-hmm. the most recent album that they had come out with was alive 2007. And they had just come out with that at that time. Wow. And so that took me to basement jacks, basement jacks took me to justice. Justice took me to Carl Cox, which took me to Tiesto, which took me to dead mouse, which took me just, it just skyrocketed me into every single genre and subgenre of electronic music you come come across. And so shouts out to 2007 and shouts out to <laughs> middle school and Call of Duty and fucking one more time, baby. It's the yeah, that's... So would you say that one more time is your favorite song off the album? Mm, actually, no. My favorite song of all time off that album and it's also my favorite love song of all time as well. Okay. Is something about us. That okay. song is dope as fuck. Yeah. That song is one of the most beautiful melodies I've ever. It's just so peaceful and quiet and okay with itself. And just so it encapsulates it just so perfectly. And I just, every time I listen to that song, I just kind of just, just rock to myself, you know, it's just oh, so yeah. fucking good. And if you know anything about 
I'm sure we'll get into it, but if you know anything about the, the, the visual story behind that album, that, that scene is like really, really powerful stuff. No, what's, what is the, you, I was going to ask you earlier, if you watched the, no. there's a whole, like, basically the whole album is like a video as well. And it like goes along with it. I think you told me that, but I didn't do that. You I didn't, didn't watch, watch it. it. I listened okay. to it. But I didn't watch it. I didn't know that. Please tell me about it. Cause I have no idea. You are in for a fucking ride strap in. So do you like, <laughs> yeah. do you like anime? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Then yeah. So, so there is a visual counterpart to the entire di- album of discovery and it's called interstellar five, 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 the story of the secret star system. Okay. And it's the first, the first example I can find of an album that has an entire music video to it. Like the yeah. whole music video is that story. There are no words. It is just the songs from one more time all the way to think uh, fucking face to face. I think is the last song on that album. Like it goes all the way through and it's they. So the, the, the guys hired a Japanese anime studio to tell a story about these, this band, this band of blue people that live on this alien planet and it starts off with one more time. And they're all jamming in this, this, you know, concert venue on this planet. And what seems to happen is that this band has somehow just brought world peace to this little planet. The music is so good that everybody on this little blue planet is just vibing. They're just having the best time in the world. And as the album progresses, basically somebody comes to that planet and kidnaps them and then takes them back to earth, makes them look like humans and then exploits their music for world domination. And the way it works is that this bad guy has to collect gold records, you know, like in order to power this big doomsday machine. And one of the, other blue guys that's dating one of the girls in the band he comes and like saves her and you know it's this whole big story this beautiful story and just paints this very 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 cool classic you know classic hero story of the album as a whole and i dude it is just one of my favorite things in the whole fucking world that's nice awesome. yeah we'll watch it tonight. i'm so excited to watch that actually i had no idea i don't know why i missed that I, yeah I, don't, I, I thought you i for sure would have thought you even because no, I just put it on Spotify. I was like, all right, let me get into this. Nice. And then found out about Elephant, but you didn't find out about it. Yeah, Instagram. right. <laughs> <laughs> failed as an interviewer. <laughs> That's so awesome. um um I'm gonna I'm gonna go on to food a little bit if you have any more questions about um discovery or anything like that. Uh no, I'll circle back to mine later, but okay, go on so with food. since we're half half 25% of food podcast, yeah. Do you have any go-to foods that you enjoyed that you like? Like if I'm if I'm feeling like I've had a shitty day, like what am I going for? Yeah, what, Kinda, are, you, yeah. what are you grabbing? Barbecue, baby. Fuck yeah! Hell yeah. I'm, I'm 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 a Southern man. Like that's I grew up in the South. I grew up. I started in San, San Antonio, Texas, South Texas, and uh, I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama as well. So I split okay. time between the two, and so those two places are just extremely well known for their barbecue. So oh, yeah. like, I'm I'm grabbing a plate of smoked chicken wings or some smoked brisket. And I'm getting whatever sides are available, whether it's fried okra or mac and mac and cheese or baked beans or cornbread. You gotta have cornbread always. But yeah, just a big old, you know, country plate of barbecue is definitely like my go-to like comfort food for Hell sure. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. I'm so hungry. I've been eating shit today. Uh, so how did you <laughs> how did you end up in uh in Denver of all places? Uh, it's not the south, pretty much is the reason. Okay. 
I change the scenery listen, for a bit. I hear I you loud and clear, my friend. Yeah, like I love it down there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I have a, a like I have a soft spot in my heart. Everyone has a soft spot in their heart for their hometown for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Um, but I I'm I'm a bigger guy. And so I, I get very hot very fast. I hear you. And growing up in a place where swamp ass is pretty much a way of life. It's every freaking day, yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to go somewhere where it's high and dry and cold all the time. And, <laughs> and so that's that's what I did. And I used my family also used to we used to take trips out here. Okay, know, nice. Used to ski, and my dad loves to tell the stories about like how he couldn't even you know I'd be kicking and screaming you know. Oh, <laughs> more time on the lift he's like it's closed like i don't care turn it on you know like five years old just throwing a fit because i wanted to stay out there and so that love never stopped i just i just always wanted to live out here and it's kind of like a little bit of a rite of passage in a way too so yeah nice yeah we have another guy that we interviewed um when he was in daytona but he's actually gonna come on for a remote interview because that episode we just changed formatting around um But he's out in he's in Denver. He, he's too. also a DJ. He's also Denver. a DJ in Colorado. Yeah, cool. he's more into like deep space, like like deep space EDM sounds. Yeah, yeah. So his uh, oh shit oh shit what? oh Magnetic Oasis is yes. his name. That's shout out shout out to Ma- Magnetic Oasis. One yeah, time. see you soon, bub. Um, <laughs> sure, Magnetic Oasis. I did that. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oasis. Oh, it's too many syllables. Though. Too many syllables, bro. So you can't. <laughs> <laughs> fucking up. Yeah, we got to tell him. <laughs> hey, you got to give him the name. You got to let him know. Man. The syllable <laughs> thing. That's fucking so smart. That's yeah. That's a that's a cool way to. I'm gonna think about that when I title anything from now on. You're not a DJ though, Rob. Well, it works though. For like, think about like a film marketing. Okay. I write a lot. I do a lot of filmmaking. So, so imagine like that. Like reading the title. That's okay. Yeah. Brevity, is, brevity is, is is a tool of the master. It's yeah. very difficult to, to use brevity effectively. Yeah. So, Damn. yeah, it, I thought about that the first time I got an encore because everyone was like, I love funk. And I was like, ah, that shit fucking works. Yeah. He's, He's fucking right. right. <laughs> that, that must feel amazing to get an encore. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's something. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So do you regularly do shows out there or how's that scene? Like? I quit that. Um, I stopped doing shows in like 2018. So not okay. too long. Um, but I did, I, it got to a point where like when I was doing it in college, it was mainly to pay for college and to okay. you know have fun and get laid and make fun. <laughs> and so like I used to roll with this crew. Like I had like a bunch of people who just were creative as well, but they were creative in different avenues, like videographers and photographers and, light guys and sound guys like I had like a whole ensemble of these beautiful creative people around me and as you know time passes you know you graduate people move on and I found myself going to shows and it was just me and I was like damn like this is kind of a bummer now you know and my my music tastes were also changing I'm a fickle bitch like that so like my music tastes were changing and the shit that I was playing I didn't really love anymore and i looked back on like my entire like career i guess you call it a career yeah um, as my my time as elephant and i was like fuck man you did way more than you ever thought you were ever gonna do with this like it went so far and i was like where do you think it's going from here and i was like i don't know if it's going anywhere and so i just decided and i kind of also had fallen out of love with music as well and and you know, I didn't want 
the one thing that had always been super stable in my life. I didn't want that to be a point of contention with myself. Okay. That felt like super foundational to me. Like that could be a problem. Like I need this music stuff. I need it for me. And so I just called my manager and I called my, my sound director and all those guys, everybody. I was like, Hey, this is going to be our last show. And it ended up being one of the most amazing shows of my time, like DJing. I, I got double encore that night, actually. Wow. Fuck. And so, like, I just kind of, I, t- I took, the, I just stopped. I was just like, Ella Funk isn't dead, but Ella Funk is on hiatus. And yeah. I spent the next, you know, six months to a year or so just trying to find my love for music again. And I have. <laughs> nice. Through making TikToks? Yeah, through. So the, the whole Crunchy Beat thing actually started with Ella Funk. Okay. Um, so we used to, it used to be a running joke that like whenever I would describe music as, and I was a pretty like crunchy granola dude, like in college. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I was the guy that like, uh, so I was in a fraternity as well. So like I was the guy in the fraternity that like had, you know, the hookup and also was like, you know, I used to have wicked long hair, like down to like here, like I, you could probably see it in some of my older videos too. And like, I would always wear like Almond Brothers t-shirts and I was just like the heady, crunchy, granola, wookie ass dude in in the fraternity and stuff. And like, so it it became a joke where like I, whenever I would play a good song, we would describe it as crunchy. Like, oh, that's some crunchy ass music. (laughs) Not that crunch, you know? And like, and so I turned it into a, a mix series that you can still find if you look hard enough on like SoundCloud. There's not too many of them. I think there's like four volumes. Okay. I did um, I did um, the Crunchy Beat Volume 1, 2, 3, and 4, which is basically like 30 minute to an hour long mixes of me DJing. And so when I was during that time when I had quit DJing and I was looking for other creative avenues after I had kind of fallen back in love with music and I wanted to start, you know, creatively expressing myself again, I was like, do we get back into DJing? Maybe not. Maybe we can find another way to creatively express where you can actually do some creating because while DJing is a form of creation, it's not production. It's not the same thing. And so I wanted to kind of put more of my personal flair on whatever I was talking about. And so I was like, okay, well, how about a blog? How about you start writing? How about you toy around with the idea of a podcast? How about, but where do we start first? And I was like, let's fucking start on Instagram. And so on my Instagram, my personal elephant page, I just started posting in my stories, Crunchy Beat of the Day. I was like, I listen to fucking an obnoxious amount of music a day. I think I can find one track that I'm jamming that I can share with everybody. And it was simply like a screen cap of the, fr- you know, it was very basic. It was just a simple like, hey, it's the Crunchy Beat of the Day. Boop, pa- pa- post it. Yeah. And that kind of snowballed into, like I did, a, I did that for a year. And that snowballed into, wow, this is like, people are like hitting me up and like DMing me tracks and being like, yo, check out how crunchy this shit is. And I'm like, <laughs> like, damn, maybe I should, you know, turn this into a dedicated Instagram and dedicated thing. And so I started doing that on Instagram and, you know, writing captions and kind of doing my own work and shit. And then that eventually turned into the TikTok channel, which I was actually coerced into making. I actually like had like this whole very anti, you know, oh, I'm never going to be on TikTok that's him that's me that's him right now that's me dude fucking just just bite the bullet and do it (laughs) organic social media platform i've ever seen in my fucking life yeah that's what everyone oh yeah yeah Uh, 
So yeah, that's kind of where, where the, the whole idea of the crunchy beat kind of came from the elephant stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of snowballed it and kind of rebranded it and turned it into its own elemental and fundamental idea, which has kind of become the crunchy beat. It's nice. Very good. It's, that's awesome. I really, really enjoy just seeing you on my FYP <laughs> shit. It's, I like it. It's dope. <laughs> it's dope as fuck. My hair looks crazy right now. Yeah. Nelson's got water fucking hair right now. Yeah, you can't see it because it's up in a ponytail, but my hair is long as fuck. You gotta be careful with that shit, man. I got I'm I I'm always rocking the hats, always though. I've always been a hat guy. So yeah. You have another question? Um or something you wanna get to? I did have a question. Oh, you did. What is your what was your when you DJ'd, what was your like did you have like decks or was it like like a like what what did you have when you were a DJ? How did you it, do it depended on the gig, really? If I was okay. just doing like um like a casual like fraternity party well even that sometimes well it just depends so like sometimes i would if it was like really casual show i would play with my tractor s2 and my laptop and plug in rcas or you know xlrs or whatever they had just good to go we started rolling Um, but on the higher production shows sometimes they would throw me on the cadillacs you know i would do the djms and the cdjs the nexus 1000s and yeah like the whole like festival caliber shit yeah. um but yeah so like that was you it just depended on the show and like what whoever was hiring me wanted because yeah. i was comfortable on both you have to be you know like yeah. you, you can't you can't show up to the venue and be like i don't know how to use that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking, be versatile. Yeah. yeah i have a couple of questions yeah, go right um so have you thought since you like kind of got away from like djing like that and now you're doing the crunchy beat have you thought maybe like recircling back and doing like your own albums like creating your own beats and doing your own production and putting out like an actual album as a piece of work. Right. I, um, I've definitely fantasized about it for sure. (laughs) Um, but if I did, it would be years from now, you know, like I just, I'm so first, first of all, I'm had this, this whole like platform that I've built Mm -hmm. is seriously scratching my creative itch. And That's so it's, awesome. it's serving its purpose, which yeah. is to have a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just having the, I'm like having fucking so much fun, like making these videos and learning how to edit and working with that whole world that I haven't really known that well. Yeah. Um, but I'd be lying to you if I, if I told you that I, I don't think about like making my own albums and stuff. Like, yeah. I, if I were to do that, it would definitely be like when I was trying to learn to produce music, when I was trying to DJ, Mm. I was doing a lot of work with like, I'm a big vinyl guy, obviously. And I love like producers like Static Selecta who are Mm -hmm. like known for their old school, very tangible, very vinyl-esque type sample work. Mm. And that's what I would have wanted to do. That's what I would want to do. And maybe I will still, you know, there's plenty of time. I got plenty of fucking life. Like Charles Bradley, that motherfucker signed a a record label when he was 68. So like there's, there's all the time in the world. Yeah. And, if I was going to make my own beats, it would be instrumental like hip hop beats that I would want to sell and put my boys on and stuff that I've yeah. met since then. So yeah, that would be, if I was going to make music, that would be the music I would make for sure. Nice. Yeah. That kind of like uh, dips into the next question. I was going to say like five years from now, um, what did you like, what would you want to be doing? But I mean, kind of answer, just keep going with this. That's it's so cool. I can't believe you jumped 30 K. Dude, you know, I'm like that's fucking mind blowing. That's, that's I'm that's, I'm very happy for you. Yeah, you no, that's awesome. 100. 
it's been a pretty it's been a pretty good october that's for or a pretty good yeah. whatever fucking month it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah november 29th wherever whatever yeah, I whatever i don't yeah it took, i did i was so i started my tiktok channel in may okay and it took from may to almost the end of october like the last week of october to get to 10k and then from like november 1st until now it's at 37 wow damn that's awesome that whole room yeah yeah i started it i i there's a there's a reason why too because it was uh <laughs> I started, I st- there's like one series like every every tiktok creator will tell you like there's that one moment that kind of launches you a little bit and i'm not saying that i'm like this like you I, 37 is impressed like i'm very that's proud good- of myself we ain't got those numbers so yeah yeah, yeah. I'm very happy with it, but it's not the, some of the numbers that other. So I'm not trying to like, you know, yeah, I got you. Right. So, but there was a moment I started a series called R and B that just hits different for millennials. Uh-huh. And it was, okay. and I, and I would basically was just plugging a playlist that I made. Cause I fucking love late nineties and early two thousands R and B that shit gets me going, you know, yeah. like I love it. And so I was like, why not fucking share it? I knew I, I, there was a, I knew that the trending sounds that they're the trending hashtags that month were going to be R and B stuff. And I was like, I'll fucking lean into it. And so I, I started posting just, you know, tracks and one or two of them popped off and it just kind of allowed the rest of them to kind of waterfall and cascade and just kind of, it grew into itself. And so I owe everything to that. That's that segment, my R and B segment. So damn nice. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is fucking, she's right there with you. Like early two thousands R and B. She loves that shit. Oh, it's fucking, it's great. It's Um, it's so wholly unique. Like the, the biggest complaint I get on some of those videos is like, I'll post like, take like sunshine by Lil flip and Leah, for example. Great fucking track. Yeah. It's technically the, the, I'll get the comment. It's not R&B. First of all, fuck you for gatekeeping. (laughs) (laughs) Like second of all, it is R&B, but it's also not R&B. You're not wrong, though. Like, I made a video about it, too, because so many, there were, like, a handful of people that were like, this guy didn't know R&B, you know, like, being a dick. And I was like, I got to address this. I'm going to yeah. do it, like, really, like, measured and, like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put some people on blast, though. The thing about that era of hip-hop and R&B is that it's just that. It is hip-hop and R&B. Mm-hmm. That whole era is so unique because they took those two very, very similar, not similar, well, those two genres and that are, they're very closely related to each other. And they conflated the two to create this really cool, like hip hop and R and B sound that is solely unique to the early two thousands. Yeah. Like 2000 to 2005, maybe a couple years after that, you get like these like Ja Rule and Ashanti. Say, yeah. You know, like- fucking, um, Tyrese and like Ludacris, I think did one. Like mm-hmm. you just have these like mixes of these artists that like one's a rapper, one's an R and B artist. Put them both together, what do you get? Fucking hip hop and R and B in two thousand and two. Like that's what you. Yeah, get. yeah. No, it's, it was definitely a great era. Yeah, I was just because that was like the most. That's like the most famous example. I feel like is like listening to like Ja Rule's voice and then you hear Ashanti sing, and it's like it works so fucking well. <laughs> Like timeless, like you look like it gets me going, man. That gets me amped. That guy is the dumbest motherfucker alive, but I will, I will consume his music with fervor. I love it. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. Kill, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, for sure. Like that whole era is fucking all right with me. Yeah, no. Oh, what sure. else you got, Nelly? I am out of questions. You're out know. of questions? Yeah. Our Angel's in the other room cooking. That's our, sh- that's our that's chef. That's our chef, Chef Angel. Yeah, yeah. He's cooking. Apparent, well, I guess we'll just send you a picture of it because he's not done. Um, I don't know what it is yet. I do, kind of, but he was I, telling I me and I was like, I don't talking know. As long as it, I don't know how long, I don't know how close he is to being done, but I was like super stoked to find out because I feel like I kind of get, not like, it's not like a hard album, yeah. but it's like yeah. an easy one to pin with the food. And I was like super curious to see. I know. To go I know the gist. If you want to hear the gist, he loves Daft Punk. So I'm sure he does. So he's doing dessert. He's doing a dessert. Oh, he's he? doing um, fuck. He's doing a mango puree on the bottom of the plate, okay. and then he's doing three puff pastries. He's doing like a kiwi, a cherry, and then like a blueberry or a guava puff pastry on top of that. Okay. And then he's doing some sort of something on top. Okay. What he was telling me, so he's just, I've been watching him through the window and he's just been fucking going it. back and I forth. Sense that he was I'm like, damn, that boy's just working. So, <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, we'll just send you pictures, but man. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Do you have anything else to uh, plug or promote or any of your boys you want to put on? Let's see. No, not really. Uh, just okay. check out my Spotify as well. Actually, I forgot to plug that earlier. Okay. My Spotify is Crunchy Beats. So it's it's linked in my TikTok if you want to go there. It's also linked in my Instagram. Okay. Um, but the 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 the, 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 the Spotify is Crunchy Beats, two words. Um, and you'll see my little the Crunchy Beat logo and stuff. Um, that's got all my public playlists and stuff like that. Um, that's where I've been trying to just send people. I want people to check out my playlist and follow my playlist because, um, especially lately, I just started a playlist I call shit's got potential. It's basically what I'm doing is I'm plugging, I'm plugging small artists. That's the whole objective of the channel is if you have less than like a hundred thousand followers on Spotify or Apple, you are, you, you can be put on that playlist and I will plug you on my TikTok channel. Can I give you a suggestion? You don't have to do it, but I want to give you. We'll a give suggestion. you two people. Tell One them. person for sure. It's somebody who we interviewed. Uh, his name is Deadpan. He's a rapper from Brooklyn. And he's- yes, bro. I do. I saw. So I watched that interview. Fuck yeah. I, I fuck with his shit for real. Yes. I've been I've been spending a little more time with it. Uh-huh. Um, before I like to like. I like to kind of immerse myself, it's especially like if I want to, it's one thing to like, if I can find like one song by them, that's dope. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But if I can spend some time in there and like, really like find out that like, just as an artist as a whole, that like, I fuck with this, mm-hmm. like it makes me want to put like, I want to make sure I put the right track. Cause everybody only gets one on that playlist. That's fair. Fuck yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Fair. And then my- yeah, I checked him out after I watched him. I watched you guys. Nice. Him. Yeah. He deserves all the success. So, so do you, but he deserves. Yeah. And then someone who's coming on the show soon is um one of my buddies. He's up in Atlanta right now is uh his name is crown, but his Instagram is who is at who is crown. Um, but he'll be on in a couple of weeks. He's too. in Atlanta raffle. So if you, yeah. if you, you don't have to do anything, just check him out. Yeah. To him. And then We're my, not um, anything. No. What, and is then, on, what is he on? Uh, is he crown on Spotify? Yeah. Yeah, we can, we can, I, I'll, we can I'll share his profile. Yeah, DM, me, DM me that stuff. DM me Perfect. crown stuff. Cause I've listened to a lot of deadpan. And I'm going to spend a little more time with him today. Hell yeah. So um, other, yeah. other, this is like my favorite question to like round out the interview with sure. is, um, sure. so other than, um, discovery okay. by Daft Punk, what are two other albums that you would suggest the listeners to sit down with and dive into and just really 
uh, just explore so yeah. and soak up. A minute. The first one is Doing It by The Aquatics. Okay. Came out in 1972. It is a, I like to describe it as like a miracle album. It may, it's like the funk gods came down and blessed these kids and to make this album. Because if you, if you listen to it, you will be like, damn, that's a grown ass album right there. Yeah. Um, those kids were like 16. Holy <laughs> fuck. It's a grown man album though. And like the things okay. that they're singing about and the lyrics that they wrote and, and produced and sung is some grown shit. Yeah. Like, you, you, and there's the only album they made. They won a Pepsi oh, jingle cool. competition. <laughs> That's how they got the album pressed officially. Pepsi oh bankrolled the whole thing in 1972. Wow. Yeah. And it's actually to this day, it's one of the most original or most valuable original pressings you can find on vinyl. Wow. Like those Johns go for like 5k for shitty copies Damn. Right? because Pepsi also kind of screwed them a little bit and they were going, it was supposed to be a worldwide distribution and they, I, I can't prove this for sure, but yeah. I think there was some, some racial shit going on there. You know, like I think Pepsi was like, we don't want to do it. Yeah. So here's like, here's like 3000 copies that will send around your local town. Damn. And so the band broke up afterward because they were just like, well, whatever, this isn't going anywhere. And like a bunch of them like joined the army and shit. And like, none of them stayed in music. Wow. But like in this one moment in 1972, they made what's widely considered one of the greatest soul albums, like of all time. It's a cult classic album and it is a top to bottom, no skips, fucking amazing, amazing, amazing trip in music for sure. So that's the first one for sure. Perfect. Dope. And then as far as the second one goes, I should I, I have to really like think about it. I guess like I personally like go listen to, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners have already heard it too, but it's worth revisiting. Um, Mac Miller's Macadelic. Okay. Nice. So personally, that's my favorite work he's ever done. Okay. Not only like mixtape wise, but just album mixtape totally, like everything. My number one is Macadelic by Mac Miller for a few reasons. Um, First of all, when I met Mac Miller, like sonically, I didn't like literally meet him. Like when I met him, like, cause I feel like when I, when I listen to a lot of artists, I feel like I'm meeting them, you know, cause that's what they're doing. Just ripping their souls out. And they're like, Hey, this is who I am. So when I met Mac, it was through kids, like most people. Mm. You know, it was like Poppy. No, it wasn't Poppy. It was The Spins. Fucking great track because I'm also a big Empire of the Sun fan. Okay. Um, and that album is Happy Go Lucky. I'm having fun. I'm a kid. Let's skip school and smoke weed and fucking play in the park and shit. It's very, very young. You can hear how young he is, but you can also hear how prodigious, prodigious he is as well. Yeah. The yeah. next work he does is the next year. So that, that album comes out in 2011. 2012 summer of 2012 he comes out with the mixtape macadelic and it is a far cry away from kids not only productively and creatively but in a from a mature and personal standpoint as well i call it mac miller finds drugs is pretty much what i call it (laughs) (laughs) and like that's pretty much what happens like he goes from fucking around with weed and a little bit of booze and stuff to finding the the real mind altering and and personal you know personal shit like 
you know, psychedelics is basically what I'm getting at. And among yeah. other things, he mentions a lot of stuff on that work, but it's so raw and untamed and so very, very Mac. And you can just feel how much he's learning and how you can almost feel also how worried he is about it too. Cause he's like, Ooh, this, I like this a lot. Wow. I, this is fun for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm sleeping with beautiful women. I get everything I want here. I got this. I don't even have to ask for anything. This is a dangerous world for me, but I'm going to be in, I'm going to enjoy it for now. And, you know, like most people know this story ends tragically. Mm-hmm. And I think Macadelic is that first work of art. Wow. Where not only you hear him mature as an artist, but it's also when you start to see his alter egos be born. Yeah. Like Thomas and fucking Larry Lovestein. And like, it's a cultural, it's a, it's a creative explosion for Mac. And sadly it also ends ultimately in his demise. Mm-hmm. So go back and listen to Macadelic with that in mind. And it will completely change. your Wow. No. That's, I feel like a dumbass talking to you because you know, your shit. <laughs> I, I know i know very i know very specifically i'm very specific i know my shit specifically like if you yeah. want to talk about like jazz in the 20s i'm fucking lost all right like, talking about, like, listen i don't know like fucking whatever louis armstrong i can name the big ones but yeah i yeah. appreciate that man thank you i i it's an obsession i i it, it's like awesome right there with you I, yeah I one more question um what kind of ring are you wearing is that a is that what i think it is you know it bro Hell yeah! Fuck yes, Hell I just yeah. thought it too. <laughs> I have one of those. I lost it, but somewhere in my room, it's somewhere. I'll cast, baby. I'll cast when you say my man's name. Fuck yes! I got the I got the doom tat on my arm oh too. My god, I was yeah. man. Oh my god! So for the audio listeners, um, he's wearing an MF Doom ring on his uh, finger, and it's yeah. Fucking also, amazing. over my shoulder over here, you can't see it, but just past we got that, the mask, and we got the mask and the cape hung up on the wall. Uh, we started yeah. the show right after we found out he passed. So yeah, this is all dedicated to. To him and all that shit. Oh, I'm actually man. working on a series right now um, <coughs> about all of his uh, alter egos. I'm calling it Mini Face Doom. Holy um, shit! I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's one of those things. Like I, I was actually this is kind of full circle. It's probably a perfect, you know, ending. But one of my mantras in life is, and it was really a big reason why I started this channel is creativity is not perfection. And so I really try i've been like that's been kind of like what i've been really sitting with as i've been making content it's like because if i had it my way you probably wouldn't i probably wouldn't be sitting here right now because i would have never fucking put anything out yeah Yeah. i just decided to be like fuck it creativity's not perfection put your shit out it'll get better people will love watching you get better they'll get better with you you will all get better together and we'll be better people and so like that's kind of where like that's why this doom series is taking so long. Cause I'm really having to, I want to get this right. Yeah. I got to get it right. In, in order to honor, you know, the Dumoulet family and Daniel Dumoulet and just mm-hmm. every single aspect of what he's created there, because it's unbelievable. It's yeah. one of the greatest creative works I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. His, um, his story is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Man, um, that but, was a good, yeah. Creativity is not perfection. I read, I stole this from somewhere. I don't know where I heard it. I think it may be TikTok, Instagram or whatever, but if you're not embarrassed by your first things that you put out, you started too late. And and I, I that's how you're yeah. living. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's how we're living. Yeah. Love that dude. That's exactly right. Bro. So, um, this has been yeah, man. Thank incredible. you for coming on. I, I really yeah, appreciate yeah, for it. Sure. You're, you're an amazing guest. So if you ever want to come on again, yeah, whenever man music, we'll talk. Cool. 
I'm actually moving to Florida soon. Whoa. No fucking way. Do you know where or whereabouts? Where? Yeah, yeah. Can, we, can we say yeah. where? So I, uh, I'm going to be in the panhandle. I'm going to be in uh, Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Okay. 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 Hell yeah. We'll make a trip, bro. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You'll have oh, yeah. to come up for sure. It'll be fun. We'll have a Fuck yeah. jam. Sweet man. Oh man. So uh, a different album. We'll do a different one next time. Yeah, there we Absolutely. go. We'll bring fucking angel with us. Yeah. Make him cook for you. Yeah. I'll help him cook too. I have, a, I have, I'm actually moving down there to run a butcher shop. So Whoa. Oh, shit, that's fucking perfect. This is so perfect. This oh is amazing. This is so dope. Oh my yeah. God. So, um, so bro, and I have, I have, uh, that music is not my only cult, you know, my only creative, uh, yeah. outlet for sure. I just, I, I love food and cooking and that's why I loved y'all. It's like, I was like, fucking yeah, I'll do this podcast. <laughs> Thank what you. A cool idea. So, Thank, yeah. Damn. Thank that's you. incredible. Thank you. So, um, this has been gastro traveling. Yeah. I am Nelly Nutbuster. Little Robbie Vince. Thank you to DJ Elefunk. DJ. <laughs> Elefunkadelic. Uh, and we'll see you next week.